Salutations! Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from the further, discussing the 2010 supernatural horror film, Insidious. This film marked the third collaboration between director James Wan and screenwriter and actor Lee Winnell, following their work on Saw and Dead Silence. Armed with a small budget, a great cast, and the desire to tell an old-fashioned ghost story, the pair crafted a unique spin on a well-worn subgenre that would go on to achieve critical acclaim, box office success, and would eventually spawn its own lucrative franchise. So, Insidious, what were your first impressions on the film? I know... I've seen this movie quite a bit of times mm-hmm. to where I don't even remember the first time I watched it. <laughs> but I just remember really, really liking it and, of course, watching it many more times. Yeah. yeah. No, I loved it the first time I saw it. I think I actually saw it in theaters. It was a really long time ago, but I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time I saw it, I remember sitting there thinking, this is the best modern horror film that i can (laughs) remember like no absolutely i was extremely impressed by it i feel like especially at the time it came out i've said this before i don't think horror was in a slump but we desperately needed a movie like this yeah Mm -hmm. and i think they more than delivered with it yeah i remember the first time i saw it no joke i think it was like 19 years old it was 2010 scared the shit out of me oh no i mean it's (laughs) there's no shame in that i've become desensitized to it over time but at that point in time, I remember going back home and not being cool with <laughs> having to go to bed that night. But I read a lot about James Wan and Lee Winnell whenever they made this film, them kind of wanting to go back to old school horror, like a classic ghost story. James Wan had said that people were kind of pigeonholing him yeah. because of Saw, which... Honestly, when you look back, the original Saw was not as gory as people make it out to be. Not as gory as they got. No, yeah. but he kind of gets the blame for that. And so he was trying to show that he could do more than what they thought of him. Well, he proved it. And he proved it. And honestly, this laid the groundwork for The Conjuring mm-hmm. so much. You can very easily see yeah. the style, the direction, camera movements even. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, and this is a total sidebar, mm-hmm. but... One thing I do remember from this film has nothing to do with the film, but uh, I tweeted at Lee Winnell after it came out, and he followed me back on Twitter, and it was nice. the coolest thing in the no, planet that's Earth. awesome. But uh, again, nothing to do with it, but no. anytime I think about this movie, I was like, oh yeah, and it makes me happy. So there's some nostalgic feelings for this yeah. movie, but no, I do think that this movie, they accomplished everything they set out to do, and it... Honestly, a lot of films kind of copied it. Piggybacked off of it, yeah. Yeah. One thing that is kind of interesting about this movie, for me anyway, is that I don't know of another movie that has used astral projection as like a cover for a haunted house story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting idea. And this film, along with Insidious Chapter 2, is a pretty good one-two punch as far as like a double feature. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll get to cover that film one day, but Mm -hmm. it's... Pretty up there for double features, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before we hijack the vessel of this film, we'd like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's tiptoe through the tulips. So the film opens with tense music playing over a couple of opening credits. 
I think the credits in this film are really, really neat. The way that they seem to like turn into vapor and float away. Yeah. And the music matches it. It's very fitting for what we get in the film as far as the plot's concerned. No, it looks great. The only thing I'll say is that it goes on for a really long time. It does in a bit yeah. on the second the second go yes. around because this is the first opening credits. There's yes. two. <laughs> There's two. But also, I did like when we see it say a James Wan film. The way, yeah, yeah. no, it looks yeah. super cool. It's put like on an upside down lighting fixture and then the camera turns and it just looks really it neat. It looks really cool. And then the black is on the white, the white's on the black. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's good. And then you have that combined with the music and in the first like few seconds, you're already like, all right, oh, yeah. Yeah. Thing. I'm here. This is what we're doing. Yeah. But afterwards, the camera rotates, like we said, and the light fixture is right side up. And then we dip down and we see a child asleep in bed. Then we sort of dolly through his room and the camera floats into the kitchen and we see a silhouette in the window Mm -hmm. as violins kind of swell and fall. I'm just going to say right now, because I could say this a million times, Joseph Bashara killed it on this score. I did see in an interview that James Wan had told him that what they wanted to capture was kind of a mix between the music in The Exorcist and The Shining. Huh. And there's a moment that I'll talk about in just a few seconds, and you'll totally agree. Just <laughs> let me let me get there, and then we'll. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting that a lot of this music from this movie is basically been used by every horror YouTuber ever. On, I mean, on the countdowns, it's like, but of course it is. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> but we see the silhouette walk down from the window into. Like, I guess around because it looks like the silhouettes outside. Yeah. But then once the camera turns into the hallway, you see that the person making the silhouette is inside. Mm-hmm. And it's this old woman in a black veil holding a lit candle. Who is horrifying. Oh, mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but the camera gets closer and it fades to black, only returning in a few moments with the title emblazoned, looking like it's candle lit. But the scariest uh, fucking music you've ever heard. Yeah. No, I, I loved that. It's yeah. amazing. I was like, that's yeah. great. It's a title card and it's yeah. scary. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I remember squirming from that yeah. in the theater, which no, just proves lot. the music is incredible. But tell me if you think that that sound is very similar to The Exorcist whenever Father Karras sees the writing on Reagan's stomach. Oh, it totally yeah. is. Yeah, like, I never put that together. I didn't think about that until this time, but I was like, good show. It absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> but like we said, you see the rest of the opening credits now, and it shows the names of the cast along with these black and white photos of, I guess, a new house that the main characters are moving into. Mm-hmm. Some of the photos have some subtle eeriness in them, though, because we see things like an odd shadow or a crooked photograph, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of setting you up for the tension that you're going to be feeling for the remainder of the film. Yeah. It's like, no, this is what we're doing here. Yeah, <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> yeah. So after the credits, we see Renee Lambert, played by Rose Byrne, waking up in the morning to the sound of her snoring husband, Josh, played by Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. Downstairs, we see a bunch of boxes as the Lamberts are still moving in, and Renee heads into the living room to continue unpacking all of the boxes. But Renee's pajamas, right? <laughs> <laughs> The monkeys and bananas. Yeah. That was something I wanted to ask, too. <laughs> okay. Do people really sleep in whole-ass clothes like that? I never... Like... No. I mean, it's really hot. I mean, I get it. We're in Texas. Right. So it's a little Maybe hotter. Maybe it's different. But 
that's a lot of clothes <laughs> to sleep in. Like, and maybe a t-shirt or like some shorts or something. But yeah, but long the whole thing? sleeves. Yeah, you're not just... even gonna bring up the pattern though. What the bananas? Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. it's a little weird. But <laughs> but my thing was that whenever she was coming down the stairs, you saw she was wearing like it looked like there were sneakers on the pajamas. <laughs> it made me think of Child's Play. No, whenever he was like, yeah. "What are those?" and he's like, "Good guy PJ sneakers." Come on, man. Everybody has them, including Renee. Yeah. <laughs> No relation. So anyway, Renee places some books on a shelf, but then she gets distracted by a family photo album. And then as she's looking at it, she gets interrupted by her son, Dalton, played by Ty Simpkins, who's oddly wearing the exact same pajamas as Renee. The exact same pajamas. I also noticed that when she was putting the books on the shelf, one of the books that she unpacks is how to self-heal through music. Interesting. And there's more like breadcrumbs coming up that I wonder what has happened in their lives before this, because it feels like Renee is getting over something Mm -hmm. or trying to get over something. I just Mm -hmm. feel like there was something there that we didn't really get the whole story from. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't notice the book, but I do notice in some of the dialogue later yes. that I'm yeah, like, what no, are they yeah. talking the about? The book was what kind made of. me notice and then later I was like, so what the hell happened? Yeah. yeah. But they sit down and they look at the photo album together and basically what we get from it is that they're just a normal family and Renee seems like a good mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, they do see an old picture of Renee and Dalton's like, you're old now. And it's like, yeah. oh, so you want to fight. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Good morning. But Dalton asks to see a picture of Josh when he was younger and Renee says that they don't have any and that Josh is kind of rubbish at keeping old photos. So the two of them are interrupted by Callie, who is the infant daughter in the mm-hmm. family, through the baby monitor. And so it's officially time to get the day started. We get a pretty frantic breakfast scene <laughs> in the Lambert household. Yeah. Dalton is roughhousing with his brother Foster. Callie is crying and Renee's trying to get a hold of the billing department on the telephone. Josh is upstairs brushing <laughs> his teeth and talking to himself. It's funny to me because downstairs it is chaos uh-huh. and upstairs it's quiet and Josh is plucking gray hairs yeah. and just living his best <laughs> life. I I thought it was really specific to kind of give him this character quirk of the aging thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny because it kind of pays off a little bit in the sequel but right now you're just like oh he's vain. No yeah. <laughs> you know but Josh heads into the kitchen and he's kind of honestly a calming presence amidst all the chaos because he's just chill. Yeah. He's very lighthearted and he talks to the kids and jokes with them. One thing though, he does, he grabs a wax apple and he (laughs) wipes it on his shirt and he tries to bite it. I am guessing this was all a joke because if he can't tell a wax fruit from a real fruit until he bites it, then I don't know that I want him to be my protagonist. You're teaching our children, Josh? Yeah. (laughs) But I have to say this every time Patrick Wilson is in a film that we cover. The most (laughs) sincere actor working today. No, he's fantastic. And another thing you notice, any scene that he's in with that baby, that baby loves him. Oh, yeah. Like, you can... Legitimately. Yeah, it's adorable. The baby wasn't acting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Renee heads back into the living room and she finds the books that she put on the shelf all over the floor. And so she tells Dalton, you know, if you want to look at my books, at least put them back where you found them. And he's like, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> me? The way my mind works? I'm like, throw the whole house away. Immediately? Yeah. Yes! It's just some books uh, on a right, floor. Yes. Ask him. I helped 
hang up some laundry one time. <laughs> we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah we've, we've talked we about have. this. And her first thought was, did a ghost turn the shirts inside out? No, this, I just hung them up without turning them inside, uh, this, right side. This isn't an act. You're that paranoid. I will jump to ghost. The ghost is my first conclusion. Usually it's, it should be your last. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to help. Yeah. <laughs> But there's there's no follow up questions there. There's like, all right, wasn't, nope. wasn't yeah. Yeah. and Josh leaves abruptly after that, saying he doesn't have time to take the kids to school or pick them up in the afternoon. Cool, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> he literally popped in, but then he leaves so abruptly. He's like, all right, bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but we get an exterior shot of the house, and it's very nice. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly not sure how they afforded this on a teacher's salary, a high yeah. school teacher's salary. Yeah. But sure, okay. Back inside the house, Renee is playing piano and writing a song. And then I was like, well, maybe she's a recording artist and that's how they afforded the house. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But Callie's cries come through the baby monitor again. So she goes upstairs to soothe her. But then she hears an odd scratching noise coming from a door in the hall. So she goes and she opens it up and it's like a little staircase that leads to a pretty roomy attic. It's huge. Yeah. She just left the baby there Defend for itself. Well, but <laughs> I get no. I get you're going to check out some uh-huh. kind of noise, but there's nobody else in the house. If mm-hmm. there's someone else downstairs, or if something comes out, that baby's fucked. But she heard. Well, she's she's heading towards the danger. Well, so if it gets her, the baby's fucked. Well, but then it was. Yeah. But, but would you rather her wait in the room and then it gets both of them, or just leave the house? Yeah. I well, mean, take the baby and like you know what? When this fool comes home. <laughs> You can check well, it out. Again, you guys are jumping to ghost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a raccoon or something. Like, we don't know. That's I'm even so worse. I'm not going toe-to-toe with worse. the raccoon. I'd rather deal with the raccoon. <laughs> but in the attic, she climbs a ladder to pull a switch for a light, and a rung on the ladder breaks. Then an old-looking, I guess, furnace in the corner just returns to life, and then she just turns off the light and heads back downstairs. I don't know a lot about furnaces, but is that a real furnace? Like, I don't know I, what's happening here. I don't know what was happening there. It looks like the old-timey furnace, but I, those don't kick on like that. Because my okay. grandma's was like that, and you had to go down there and start it. And yourself. Yeah, you had to go turn it on. Because the way it looks, it looks like it, it turns yeah, it on, like it starts itself. Turns on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it, not a gas. That was wood, or it looked like yeah. it. So, I mean, how is it just going to start by itself? To me, it looked like about as real of a heat source as like the Yule log you can put on your TV. Yeah. <laughs> like it just didn't seem what legit, are you so really I don't know. Doing? Yeah. So Josh gets home pretty late at night and everybody's super happy to see him when he comes inside. Upstairs, Dalton is in a life or death battle with a toy shark. <laughs> and behind him, that door to the attic that Renee was in earlier starts opening really slowly and loudly creaks open. Downstairs, Renee asks Josh if he's seen a box with all of her sheet music in it because she can't find it. Mm -hmm. Basically, they both know that it was packed and she says that she's gone through all the boxes and she couldn't find Mm -hmm. it anywhere. But she says it almost like Josh was like, goodbye, songwriting dreams, (laughs) and just fucking burned it or something. She's Uh, annoying. Yeah, like almost accusatory. But upstairs, Dalton heads up to the attic armed with a small lantern and I guess his sword. He's braver than I am because I'm not doing that. I don't think any of the kids would have went up there. No, he's like, what, nine or ten? I'd be like, mom, dad, there's a a fucking, but I wouldn't have have cursed as a child. But... um, He goes to climb the ladder that Renee climbed so he can turn on the light, 
but he hits that broken rung and it breaks further and he falls to the floor hitting his head pretty hard yeah but the, he didn't fall yeah, that far yeah he didn't i will say i did find it odd because he fell on his back but his bruise was is on, on the his front forehead of his head, yeah. yeah but i didn't you know sure whatever yeah so the family is still downstairs watching TV, genuinely having a great time without Dalton, I have to yeah. <laughs> say. Like, you know, take him or leave him, right? So Dalton wakes up and he kind of rubs his head and he stares into a dark corner of the attic and hears what sounds like branches snapping. Like if somebody were to step on them in the woods. Yeah. That's what yeah. I always, I don't know what else. The subtitle said creaking and I'm like, that's not It's creaking. not creaking. It no, but his eyes widen and he screams. Renee and Josh snap into action and run up into the attic they kind of scold him a little bit for coming up into the attic alone, but they handle it way better than most parents would. I feel, but I feel like it was a very realistic reaction because Josh's first, his knee-jerk reaction was, "What are you doing climbing that ladder?" And then he's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> well, I, yeah, I would have been a little more mad than yeah. that. Oh yeah. <laughs> But Josh carries him downstairs while Renee collects his sword and lantern to bring back. But after she grabs them, she sees a box clearly labeled Renee's sheet music. Mm -hmm. So how did it get there? And why that box? Yeah. yeah it was <laughs> just that box. Yeah. yeah. So in Dalton's room, Renee repeats that he can't go exploring in the attic. It's not safe. It's off limits, basically. Mm -hmm. We see a drawing that Dalton drew of himself flying through the sky, along with a bunch of other drawings on his wall. Yeah. But Josh is like referencing the drawing. He's like, yeah, you may be a superhero, but <laughs> you're not invincible. And they say goodnight. In their bedroom, though, they kind of get into a mini argument that Renee stops before it gets going. Mm -hmm. Josh is like, so you're just putting boxes away upstairs? Or I'm like, <laughs> it was no, really yeah. shitty. But it's like he's blaming her for the whole thing that happened. But he's basically like, look, you know, well, tomorrow I'll find a way to lock the door and, you know, it won't be a problem for anyone. And he says, I, I just hate feeling helpless. I'm sorry. And I'm like, calm down. A kid yeah. fell. Kid yeah. Fell. And y'all took care of it. Yeah. You did what you could. But... They apologize to each other and they joke around a little bit before going to sleep. And I guess what we've gleaned from this conversation is that Renee is taking time away from a standard nine to five job in order to focus on her music. And right. Josh is very supportive of it. Yeah. And also during this conversation is when she's saying stuff like, I just want things to be different in this house. Yeah. And Josh is like, oh, no, they will be. So, I mean, they're. I feel like they're referencing something. They're referencing it, an event. Without, or, yeah, but we never. I, I just wish we would have gotten a little more there because it's it piqued my interest. No, for and sure. And then there was zero. Yeah, yeah then nothing. Yeah. The other thing about this scene is that along with the gray hair he was plucking earlier, he's putting cream around eye cream. his eyes. Yeah. I guess to, I think they call it in the business crow's feet <laughs> to combat them. I thought it was, again, it's an interesting character quirk. He's insecure about getting old. I feel like that flushes him out a little bit more, though, yeah. and not just makes him the dad. Oh, he's like, just, yeah. he, has, he goes to work, he comes home. He, no, exactly. he's got his own things that he's dealing with. It's a good thing that Dalton didn't clown him about his age, though, earlier. Yeah. Because he would have taken it a little more personally. Yeah. yeah. So later that night, everyone's asleep, and we get a shot of every family member with Dalton being the last one. We then get this shot that kind of goes past Dalton to his bedroom window with the sound of ominous violins. Mm -hmm. So they're like, something's coming. What's yeah. happening? The next morning, breakfast is a little less hectic, but Dalton is still asleep in bed. 
Renee asks Josh to go wake him up and get him ready for school, and so he heads up to his room, but when he gets there, he repeatedly tries to wake up Dalton, but he just remains motionless with his eyes closed in bed. Yeah. In the next scene, Renee and Josh are at a hospital speaking to a doctor about Dalton because he's still hasn't woken up. Mm -hmm. That is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... By itself, that's so scary. Putting your kid to bed and he's fine and the next day he's in a coma? Like... It's pretty rough. It's insane. He seemed totally fine. He was like, yeah, just a little bump on the noggin. But the doctor says there's no sign of brain damage, so it's it wasn't caused by that, the fall. <laughs> and he says, to be honest, I've never seen anything like it. Which is <laughs> Don't not ever. What you, yeah, you want to hear your doctor say. Yeah. His bedside manner, he flunked <laughs> real bad. But like you said, Dalton's in a coma. Yeah. And they have no idea how long he'll stay in the coma or what, but they're going to continue to run tests. I did find it interesting. I, did, I didn't find anything about it, but... As he walks off, because he gets a page and he's like, excuse me. Yeah. And Josh is like, Dr. Sarekars, how long will it, the test take? I'm like, Dr. Sarekars? <laughs> that is such a specific what last name. not do? Yeah, is that a friend of yours? Or? Also, the, the doctor was just, to me, came off very insensitive. Because he's like, it's only been a couple days. Like, it's fucking normal for a kid <laughs> yeah. to be in a coma yeah. for a couple like, days. He'll wake up. Right? Jeez. <laughs> but... I did think this kind of felt slightly like a nod to The Exorcist with a kid facing like a supernatural foe and the doctors being like, I don't fucking know, dude. It's subtle if it's even an homage at all, but I just wanted to point it out. (laughs) But they look through the window at Dalton, who's hooked up to a bunch of machines, and then we get a title card that says three months later. Mm -hmm. So we see Renee in Dalton's room. They've kind of repurposed it for home care. Yeah. And a nurse is teaching her how to insert a feeding tube And she just stands there looking pretty vacant while she's being instructed. A fun fact, though, the nurse in this scene is played by Lee Winnell's wife, Corbett Tuck. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. She also plays one of the doll twins later in the movie. We'll talk about that. But we then see Renee has returned to the piano afterwards playing nothing but minor chords. (laughs) I imagine it's kind of difficult to write a happy song with these circumstances. (laughs) Just a bunch of Radiohead. But... (laughs) The baby monitor begins emitting some static, and eventually she hears a man's voice coming through, and it says, there's nothing you can do, and it continues to whisper, Yeah. but Renee gets up from the piano, and she- Eventually. Yeah, she took her own sweet yeah, time. Yeah, she sat there for a minute. Well, <laughs> if I'm her, I'm like, it's probably interference. No. <laughs> Your I baby's upstairs. Yeah, yeah. No, the minute you hear the, a voice, yeah, you're fucking there's, flying there's up no there. Way. See, I don't, I'm not a father, so I don't have that instinct in me. So I'm like, it's probably just interference. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, yeah. And I get that, but even sometimes at night, and it doesn't matter how many times I'll lock the door, even if it's 1.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. I will get up check. and check the door. Just a double, I still triple. And I, I, I will still do it. If I get up to pee, I before I come, after I wash man's come back to bed, I will go check every door before I come back. When it comes to your kids, like, in no circumstance in life would I run toward whatever's doing that voice. But your your baby's up there. Well, she, she checks Eventually. it out. Yeah, <laughs> she checks it out. Eventually. Cut Renee some slack. Uh, no. <laughs> so you just want to be the supreme Renee. I, I mean, I am. That's, that's no debate. So she walks to the staircase as she's holding the baby monitor. And we get these really cool 
swirling shots up the staircase and yeah. back down the staircase. And they look really awesome. But then we get a shot just outside of Callie's room with the door cracked and we hear the man's voice for real now. It's not just no, coming through yeah. the baby monitor. Yeah. But <laughs> the man's like, I want it. I want it. <laughs> and then he's, he goes... Now yeah. and screams it and she drops the baby monitor I don't know if it's the sound design or what of the scream but no it sounds it's so scary. scary so fucking yeah. hard and in the, the baby theater. starts crying yes she drops the monitor runs upstairs nay finally yeah <laughs> and she picks up Callie and Callie's crying but once she's in the room she's like looking around and she sees nothing there's nobody there there's nothing that could have made but that the, voice if, but if, if you wouldn't have took in that long to get up there you would have seen what it was but maybe if you want if you want to rationalize that it's just interference it's not a coincidence that when that scream came through the baby started crying that's not that a thing happened up there babies cry <laughs> i don't know that's some pretty convenient yeah. timing hey i've weirder things have happened <laughs> i'm just saying they bought this nice house and i want to try to keep living on it for as long as we can but later that night, Renee is folding Foster's laundry and she finds an award that he won that day. It's really sad because it's he really won it, sad. but he didn't tell his parents yeah. about it. And it's like crumbled up like he just shoved it in his backpack. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not getting any attention. No, obviously. Well, he's like, I'm not a screaming baby. I'm not a in a comatose. coma. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just Foster. <laughs> But she tries to make him feel good about it, even though shit's real crazy right now. And yeah. I think she, again, she's a decent mom. She's trying yeah. her best. No, they're yeah. good. They're good parents. Yeah. But on her way out, Foster says that he's scared of Dalton because he doesn't like when he walks around at night. And we don't see Renee ask any follow-up questions. No, I was yeah. going to say, she's quite uh, dismissive. Yeah. I would be like, what have you seen? What have you heard? When did this happen? Well, not only that, yeah. what, what just happened, why would you just That's be like, true. it's put, cool. Put something yeah, else together. Right. Yeah. Right. Shut up and go to bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, have you heard anyone scream about wanting it now? Because right. <laughs> I had an experience. Yeah. <laughs> but even later that night we see foster has a perfect view of dalton in bed mm -hmm. from his room and we get these really cool 1970s style slow zooms between the two boys in their respective beds yeah but foster gets up to close his door so he doesn't have to look anymore because yeah. honestly i was foster in this scene because i'm like something's gonna happen yeah yeah and i don't want to see let's it. shut no, this yeah. out yeah so he, he made the right call but he gets up closes the door after he closes the door we hear some creaking coming from Dalton's room and then a loud thump that may be feet hitting the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Foster's like, fuck that noise. And he runs <laughs> yeah. to get into his bed. He's like, that blanket's kryptonite. And he gets yes. up in bed. <laughs> I, yes. All no, the right, yeah. all the right moves. Right. Yep. Yep. So in bed, in the parents' room, Renee tells Josh what happened that morning with Callie and the baby monitor, the voice, everything. Josh says it was probably interference, like I said. Now, I will admit I'm wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but as she's trying to explain, they hear knocking on the front door, and so Josh gets up to investigate. When he gets downstairs, he calls out, you know, doesn't see anyone. I. This is the worst method of confronting an intruder. Don't ever say hello, because no. now they know where you are. No, this isn't the worst. What he does in a second okay, is the fair. worst. Okay, <laughs> fair. It's very, yeah. very fair. But he goes to turn on the porch light, but it's burned out. 
And so he grabs a flashlight from a drawer that's near the door and he looks out the window, but he doesn't see anything. So he opens the door and he's like, hello, with the door open. Yeah. Gets no response. It's like, oh, so you want to get divorced tonight. Yeah. Okay, cool. He, horrible. <laughs> he gets no response, and so he shuts and locks the door. Locks the door, very important, and then he sets the alarm and turns off the lights. Back upstairs, though, Renee hears Callie crying through the monitor again, so she gets out of bed to check on her, and once she gets into her room... <sighs> Behind the curtains of the crib, she clearly sees a man's face. A whole ass and man. <laughs> it is fucking frightening. It is. I my blood ran cold in the theater. All I wanna say is if you see someone in the kids' room, you better father cares that shit and jump at that person. <laughs> Don't call me and just hurry. I'm downstairs. Yeah, no, that's true. You, I'm you dealing with shit do, down here. Do not just stand there and like wait. They're eating the baby. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> no, you like get up yeah, here. Jump at it. Just, yeah. I ah, don't. She does not. Baby alone. <laughs> she literally what just grabs the baby and screams. Yeah. yeah. And Josh. At least she grabbed the baby. Yeah. So I guess that's an improvement After for you. After he came in the yeah. room. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh does get up there and he doesn't see anyone and she's like, it was right there. Yeah. She's like, I'm not making this up. And man, I'd be like, if you don't fucking back me and believe me on this, that's some marriage ending shit. I'm telling you, I saw that. It's late. You're tired. Yeah, no, dude. Every other movie, that's how it goes. But you haven't been sleeping well. It's like no, I saw yeah. a fucking man. Like, well, but then you're also talking about a baby monitor, which is it? Yeah. <laughs> Hearing voices, you're seeing things. Go back to bed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Work on your little songs. Yeah. Oh, now you're belittling that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a divorce. Well, uh, I pay the bills. Oh, nay, no. <laughs> so just then, after the three of them are in the room together the security alarm goes off in the house. And so Josh tells Renee to take all the kids into Dalton's room as he heads back downstairs to investigate. Once he's about halfway down the staircase, he sees that the front door is wide open. (sighs) Which we just saw him lock. Yes, the chain of the lock is swinging in the breeze, which means that this is fresh. (laughs) (laughs) So he turns on the lights in the house and he shuts off the alarm and we get this really wide shot of the interior of the house as Josh is turning on the lights and lamps and stuff as he's making his way through with a fire poker. Once he reaches the kitchen, the alarm goes off again. And so he shuts the front door and turns it off just to plant some seeds incredibly, incredibly early. Whenever we get around to covering the sequel of this movie, there's a really neat and interesting payoff to this scene that is incredible. I don't, I don't so really remember it. So you gotta wait it. for a whole other movie to know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but here's the thing is that this moment in this movie works alone as just like a little haunting thing that happened. Right. But they but you get some elevate more. it so much in the sequel that mm. it's incredible. Yeah, I don't remember the no, second yeah. one at all. So I'm excited to well, eventually... just you wait. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so... I did read on Internet Movie Database the the goof in this scene is that when he clearly when the door is open, mm-hmm. there is no screen door at no, all. Oh, you're right. There, there is isn't. no screen door but at all. He has his flashlight. Yeah. yeah. And then when they get the outside shot, there's a light on, which was burnt out a minute ago. Oh, oh shit. And the screen door on the door. Okay. So here's my theory. The ghost took the screen door. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then replaced the light. There's good right, ghosts. No, there's bad yeah, ghosts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> The handyman goes. helpful, yeah. Handyman goes. It's like, I used to work on this house in the 30s or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I used to live here. Uh, I just want to say, 
honestly and realistically, I don't know how I would ever be able to fall asleep at night in this house again. Oh no, this after house is this done. Night. Throw the whole yeah, house right, away. Throw the house. Like I, I genuinely, I don't <laughs> yeah, think I could do there's it. There's no way. But it only makes what Josh does in a bit more fucked up. What's yeah. so? Uh, <laughs> let's get into that. <laughs> So the next day, Josh is at work and the dismissal bell rings and he says goodbye to his students as they head out of the class. There are a couple of Easter eggs in this scene that are pretty yes. neat. They're all on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. One of them is a list of students that are having to stay for detention. And on the list, it says James Wan times two. Yeah. <laughs> so he, James fucked up somehow <laughs> Twice. along the way. But underneath the list, we see a drawing of Billy the Puppet from Saw. Yep. And it's not even, I don't. I dare to say Easter egg because it's not hidden at all. No, yeah. It is it's a big right on the board. drawing. But after the students leave, Josh calls Renee on the phone and leaves a message saying, oh, they just told me I got to stay late to grade some tests. And don't wait up for me. Now, worst excuse in the book. No, yeah. You can't grade uh, test at home. I had that exact same thought. And secondly... When he's on the phone, he fucking sounds like he's lying. Oh, clearly. So, yeah. like, you couldn't even get your lie straight before you dialed the phone. Like, <laughs> you know, it's bad. Yeah. You know what he should have done? He should have just texted it. <laughs> he should have yeah. just texted it. Like, can't come home scared. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but It's bad. He is just scared to go home, which is fine. I would be too, but he's also leaving his entire family yes. in yeah. the horror house. He's like, I don't, I don't right. want to yeah, be here. I don't need to face that shit. But he closes his eyes and like, you know, kind of rubs his face (laughs) stressfully. And we see, I guess, like a vision or a memory in black and white Mm -hmm. of the kid we saw at the beginning of the film asleep in bed. And then we see Josh again and he looks confused like, who is that kid? What the fuck was that? (laughs) Yeah. So Josh finally gets home and it's dark and super late. It's 1130. Yeah. Renee is already asleep and he actually wakes her up accidentally when he locks the car and it chirps and basically he stays fucking up yeah. <laughs> like he can't do any right here but the next morning Renee is talking to I think another nurse mm-hmm. who says that she's seen coma patients with much longer periods of inactivity who suddenly get up start making noises and eventually come back to themselves and Renee is like you know Dalton's not in a coma they don't know what the fuck this is yeah and Renee says that she feels like the universe is trying to see how far she'll bend before she breaks. And the nurse is like, well, the universe picked a fight with the wrong chick. And it's like, mm, she's trying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, cool and everything, but you don't even know her. No, yeah. She's trying to be encouraging. I guess. Thanks. She's doing better than the fucking doctor at the beginning. Yeah, yeah he's no like, we shit. don't know. Excuse me. I had to take this phone call. It's only been three months. He's lady. like, my pizza will be how long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. But... The nurse goes to change the sheets, I guess, or Dalton's catheter. I don't know what she was about to do, but Renee basically says, look, I can take it from here. And so the nurse leaves. It's a bummer that Renee's alone, though, because whenever she goes to mess with the sheets, she sees what looks like blood. And so she moves the top cover, Mm -hmm. comforter, I guess people call it. And when she moves it, she straightens out the sheet and it appears to be a giant bloody handprint with a like a creepy fucking long finger like impossibly hand. long yeah. fingers so in the next scene we see josh alone in his classroom again late at night he's fucking waking up from a nap yeah. he's literally sleeping like <laughs> he's like i just live here now i live here now and that's the other thing so you're telling me the administration or the principal or the custodial staff is cool with him just fucking just <laughs> hanging out living right? here he's now like, look I-, I can't go home yeah <laughs> i can't say why <laughs> but I'll grade all your tests. Just, yeah, give, them just give them to me. They're just scantrons. It's easy. So 
his phone chimes as he wakes up, and it's a voicemail from Renee telling him that she needs him to come home immediately, which he does. Well, I mean, he fucking better. I'm, yeah. Define immediately. <laughs> yeah, I know. He probably, <laughs> well, I mean, great some more. <laughs> but when he gets home, she tells him it's 10.30 p.m., which, holy shit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. He makes up a lie again. Well, it's not even making up a lie. It's the same lie that he's been telling. Yeah. I told you I he's was like, grading I dead. had to return some videotapes. <laughs> and <laughs> Renee tells him, she's like, look, I'm scared for Dalton, and I'm scared of this house. And she says that she thinks there's something wrong with it, and Josh is like, you think our house is haunted? Mm. <laughs> like, well, what did... I think that's the part that bothers me is like, well, what did you see? And why are you too scared to come home? Yeah. Like, let's Don't, be real. Quit playing dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's going on here. Well, I, I thought was funny was he's mad that his wife is upset that he's gone. Yes. Why he gets to sleep at work. Yes. <laughs> he's like, no one else is sleeping in the house. No. You, you're asleep at work. You know what it is? Yeah. is guilt. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like when people are cheating and they think their partner's cheating. Like you're you're with him, weren't you? He's like, What do you think it's wanted? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she basically calls him out. She's like, Look, you know, you basically have a history of attempting to avoid stressful situations. Yeah, so this is pretty on brand for Josh. Yeah, and again, would like to know more about this history. Yes. But he's like, Look, I don't avoid stressful situations. I just deal with it in my own fucking way. Yeah, no, he bites her. And head I'm off. like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I mean. What's like, all he that? got yeah. angry and I was yeah. like, Dude, you're at work asleep. You're the one. Yeah. No. You're he, leaving and, your wife and there. He, that's with where your the anger comes from. Everything. He know he knows he's wrong. <laughs> and in Renee's defense, he's clearly avoiding a stressful situation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like textbook. <laughs> textbook. But he's basically like, you know, I deal with it in my own way. And she's like, Well, deal with this. And then drops the bloody handprint blanket into his lap no explanation though she just drops it and he's he doesn't yeah. <laughs> Who's like, i don't know what this means so in the next scene josh is sleeping on the couch which how are you asleep after seeing that bed sheet well he, she didn't tell him what it was that is Still, not a human no. hand yeah that's not a human hand if i'd be okay no with that. and no. then secondly i don't believe in the whole sleeping on the couch thing like we're just gonna both be in the bed mad well but i don't know if he was is he sleeping on the couch because he's in the doghouse or is he sleeping on the couch because the last thing that he saw happen was someone burst through the front door i think he's in trouble all right and <laughs> uh-uh. i was gonna say i don't believe in it but if i did this is your ass deserves to be on the couch. Oh, he earned like, it, but yes. I think it would just be a very mad bed because I don't see Renee wanting to even sleep alone. Although she She's has been. been sleeping alone. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> just and this is Thursday, whatever. Yeah. But he dreams about that kid from the beginning again, and then he sees a long hallway lit by candles, mm-hmm. and then the house surrounded by fog. We then see Dalton's window, but now two large handprints can be seen on it. Renee wakes up in bed alone screaming and the scream echoes which is an interesting choice Mm -hmm. but i it worked i don't know why it worked but i liked it the other thing i was thinking was so was this both did we just merge nightmares (laughs) they're soulmates don't all soulmates have the same same fears and dreams (laughs) but we see someone pacing outside of renee's bedroom window very loudly it's someone pretty burly with long hair yeah She calls for Josh, but he's asleep downstairs. And so the man continues to pace left and right outside a window. But then he's suddenly pacing inside of the bedroom. Yeah. And so he turns and he looks at her and he lunges at her with a screeching noise that is horrifying. Yes. And she screams as 
We all would. <laughs> and Josh runs upstairs because he hears her screaming. I want to give a point to this movie for having Josh turn on the lights as he runs upstairs. Yes. In every horror movie, they're just running no, into yeah. the darkness. Yeah. He's like, no, this shit is scary. I'm going to turn this light <laughs> I'm on. I'm also afraid. <laughs> yes. But he turns on the lights and he tests the windows. He did the same thing in Callie's room the night that Renee saw the man. It's like, man, this is these are built. There's yeah. no way anyone got in. But... Um, Josh says that he believes her, but he doesn't know what to do. And so Renee says she doesn't want to spend another night in the house. And so he finally agrees to move. I also want to give a point for this. Because yes. in every other movie, he would be annoyed with her. He wouldn't believe her. But she's like, I want to move. And he's like, bet. Like, and no. let's go. It's a credit to this film because they're basically like, look, you know all the haunted house stories. Yes. You know how they go. Yes. You know, they stay in the house the all entire the, all movie. All of our money's tied up in this house. <laughs> exactly. We can't leave. I don't care if it's haunted. Yeah. And then they get an exorcist and then it's done and everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I wrote that exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they moved because... It is. Oh, we can't move. You know, we just got here. Because yeah. all of us watching the movies are like, just fucking yeah, move. Yeah, just get up and, and leave. And Insidious is like, all, all right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is impressive. Absolutely, no, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we do see the Lamberts moving into a new home, which is good. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that this house has nothing on that first haunted yeah. house. No. It's, no. it's a downgrade. But, but if it's spirit-free, then... You just got to weigh okay. what's important. Yeah. <laughs> so... Renee's in the kitchen unpacking boxes with Josh's mother, Lorraine, played by Barbara Hershey. Lorraine finds a family picture and remarks, kind of surprised, I can't believe you got Josh to sit still for a photo. Which is the second mention we've had of Josh not liking photos. Right. She's oddly transfixed by it. Yeah. But Renee changes the subject instead of digging deeper. Like, why Why is that such a big deal? Well, to me, I don't know, maybe it's just the journalist in me, but I feel like nearly every problem that has ever happened in a horror movie could be solved by one well-placed follow-up question. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Yeah, why? It's not just as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to get into detail. What now, when mean? you said, no, what are you talking about? But... Renee kind of, you know, explains, you know, it's crazy to, that we're moving again so soon. And she's like, you must think I'm crazy. And Lorraine's oddly, but kind of eerily supportive. Way supportive. Like, she's like, look, whatever you need to do, you do it. Basically is the point like, of her. And, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but in the next scene, Renee puts on a record and goes through the house cleaning up. I feel like this is a James Wan signature because anytime there's a house in one of his films, he'll take you through it just mm-hmm. so you can kind of understand the layout, the layout. of it. That's true. And... It makes the scares more effective and, you know, where things happen and the blocking of it because you're like, okay, well, then there's Dalton's room. Yeah, and I know where the stairs go. It's very smart. Yeah. If he didn't end up making films, he could make those like realtor videos you see on Facebook. He <laughs> <laughs> would have been really successful. But while she's cleaning, she cuts through the kitchen. Apparently, Foster's room is connected to the kitchen. Kind of. Yeah. There's like a second door, I noticed. But she leaves out that second door and goes into the kitchen to throw away all the trash because Foster left his room a fucking mess. Yeah. Well, there was like, it looked like remnants of like lunch or something on the bed, but did he eat that before school? Because aren't <laughs> it they was at chips school? and a sandwich. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's his breakfast, man. It was. Like, okay. But. While she's cutting through, she passes like the laundry room, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. There appears to be 
because the camera kind of makes a very slight pan to the left and then back to Renee, but there appears to be a little old timey boy yeah. <laughs> facing the wall next to a coat hanger. I never, ever, ever saw this. As many times as I've watched nope. this movie, never saw that before. Until this time? This time? Never yeah. saw it. Well, Me the, either. And he is plain as day oh, standing he's there. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if you're not really intently looking, you could very easily just confuse him for a coat. Yeah, yeah. but 20 <laughs> times. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Every time he's like, well, yeah, the coats, we get it. Uh, yeah. Next. But Renee doesn't notice either. So no. So don't feel too bad. N- neither Renee knows. Uh, yeah, neither. But she heads outside with the trash, and then we hear the record scratch, and then it starts playing. Tiptoe Through the Tulips by Tiny Tim. Yep. (laughs) It's oddly, I mean, I know that it's been done before and since a lot where Mm -hmm. they do like a kind of oddly eerie song in a very eerie scene to where, you know, if you're listening to the song outside of this context, it's just a song. But when you place it here, for some reason, Tiny Tim's the most horrifying voice you've ever heard. It's so scary. In your entire life. But she turns around from the garbage cans and she clearly sees a little kid busting a move getting yeah. down in front of the record that player. Funny. No, I did. <laughs> he was staring he was getting it up. It. But she stares on in disbelief and she runs back inside. Now, when she's running, the first window she passes, the child's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when she gets into the house, he's completely gone. But Tiny Tim is still playing though yeah. and as she gets in front of the record player it stops yeah my question is so does she own that record or so did he take that record off i don't know put... well you heard the sound of it getting yeah. Removed yeah. Player. or is it all supernatural all excellent questions i, I don't know. do not know all i'm saying is is if you get a ghost with good taste you never need to buy <laughs> records again <laughs> they'll take care of it yeah so i mean just a little advice right. but just then the door leading into the kitchen creaks shut. And so she walks over to investigate and then the child runs behind her very heavy footed. Yeah. And laughs. Well, see, okay. This is a fucking full bodied apparition. Yeah. Which is like the holy grail for anyone looking for ghosts or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And he's playing, he's dancing, he's giggling, he's laughing. I'd be like, okay, let's go. No. Yeah. I mean, as scared as I am of my own shadow, I would be down for <laughs> this one. And he's changing his environment. Yes. He's messing with records. That This is crazy. I mean, this is prime. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but she looks down the hall, and at the end of the hall, the boy is standing in front of this grandfather clock, mm-hmm. and then he appears to run into Foster's room, and so she follows him slowly, cautiously. Yeah. yeah. Very slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gives him just enough time to escape. But uh, she goes into the room and she closes the door. And then the door that kind of leads into the kitchen is open. But behind it is the creepiest fucking wooden rocking horse that you've ever saw. That, I guess, is Foster's. (laughs) But she whips the door open and stops the horse from moving. And then behind her, the bedroom door just flies open mm-hmm. and hits the wall. She hears laughter coming from Dalton's room. And very sadly, she says, Dalton? Yeah. So sad. But she looks around Dalton's room and she sees shoes sticking out from underneath, I guess, his, not a dresser. What do you call it? Wardrobe? I would say wardrobe. 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 So she grabs a hockey stick and she's like, I'm going to whip the legs out from this boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to bust him up. Yeah. yeah. 
so she she's like gotcha with the thing but it's just a pair of shoes but i'd be like i don't remember buying my son turn of the century boots <laughs> you don't <laughs> with the spit shine yeah you know? i don't remember yeah. these being here <laughs> well she realizes that is just a pair of shoes and then the boy bursts out of the wardrobe laughing and he just runs away and renee's like just has a look on her face like what the fuck yeah, yeah. And she starts to cry. Well, yeah, it's like we just, we fucking moved. Yeah. Like, was that a week ago? Yeah. <laughs> no moment of peace. But in the next scene, we see Renee is seated on a couch in the living room with a priest just as Josh comes home. And Josh is like, isn't this the first line of a joke? Husband comes home, finds his <laughs> wife with a priest. Nobody laughs. No. Yeah. <laughs> that joke does if not land. If I was land. Josh, I'd walk in and be like, we're moving again, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, great. So a third house. And it Fantastic. happened again. <laughs> Damn it. But she introduces Josh to the priest, and they talk for a very short period of time before the priest leaves. And after he leaves, Renee, Josh, and Lorraine are seated at a table, and Renee tells him about the little boy and everything that happened earlier, I guess that same day. Yeah. So that happened, and she's like, hello, priest. Well, and he he's kind of like, when's the last time you even went to church? Which, wouldn't that be like, make it even more serious if religion isn't something that she just immediately falls back on? If she saw something that affected her so much that she's like, I gotta take my ass back to church. Yeah. Like, I mean, wouldn't but that... he doesn't take it that way. He's no. like, you're not religious. <laughs> he uses it as an attack for yes. some reason. Even, again, after everything that he's heard and seen, he still is acting like he doesn't really believe her. Yeah. And Lorraine is like, she's not wrong. Listen. Yeah. 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 Saying that she basically had an experience like that herself, but... She said that the only reason that she came here today is because she had a dream the night before about being in their house in the dark, walking through as everyone else was asleep. And we actually see her dream as she's talking about it, which is effectively no, creepy. Yeah. It's so creepy. And it's executed so well. <laughs> it, is. it is. As I was watching it the first time, I was like, literally anything can happen because it's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream. You know, they're taking you through this very simple mm-hmm. thing. That's one thing that I do want to call out about this movie is that it was made on a very small budget, but they used it so effectively because they're really just reusing a lot of the same locations. That's true. But differently. They filmed the whole thing in three weeks. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Insanity. They must have worked some long days. Oh, they had to. (laughs) But as Lorraine is walking through the house in her dream, she said she knows that she was asleep. And that she knew she was dreaming, but she could feel someone in the house was awake. (sighs) Terrifying. She goes into Dalton's room and she says that as she opens the door, she saw a figure standing in the corner, which we see as well. Horrifying. And it's almost like a silhouette, but he looks very threatening. He's Mm -hmm. got like a Freddy Krueger looking hand going on. Yes. But... And with impossibly long fingers. Exactly. She asked him who he was, and he said he's a visitor. She asked him what he wants, and he extends his hand to point at Dalton. With those same crackling Exactly, sounds. the branches. Ugh. Lorraine says that she can still hear his voice, and then we hear the branches breaking again, and behind Josh, a red-faced demon, played by composer Joseph Bashara, yeah. opens his mouth and snarls at Lorraine, and she jumps up screaming. I have to say, 
that I think this is one of the most effective scares in recent horror. Absolutely. Yep. You're already tense from the dream sequence, but when it comes back to them sitting at the table, you feel safe. Yeah. And it's broad daylight. So that's the last fucking thing you're expecting when yeah. it happened. It scared the shit out you're of like, me. Like we already saw enough from the dream. Yeah. We don't need uh, you're not it's like a one two punch. Like you are not yeah, expecting to we see. We don't it. need Darth Maul back there. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and that's another thing that makes this movie effective to me is that every scare counts. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not like, you know, you hear a noise and then it's a cat, or you hear a noise yeah, and no. it's like, oh, it's just the neighbors. You know, it's nothing. But it's like, is he mad that she's telling his bit? Like, yeah. I heard that y'all <laughs> were like, talking hey, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this made me laugh, but Renee immediately, instinctively jumps up to console Lorraine, but Josh just sits there seated and he's like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> What? (laughs) But just then, they hear loud noises coming from Dalton's room. The door is shut, and they can't get inside. Like, it's locked. But after a few moments, they eventually bust the door down, and when they get in, Dalton's room is all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, Everything's in disarray, and Dalton's on the floor. So Lorraine tells them, she's like, look, I know someone who can help. Interestingly, though, the last shot that you see is of them cradling Dalton, but on his sheet, you see another yep. giant yeah. red handprint. Yep. My question, though, is why didn't Lorraine bring this up before? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, and I have more questions in that vein that I'll get to later. Maybe because she's like, well, let's see what it really is. No, but she knew because when she was no, in the kitchen yeah. with Renee, she's like, look, I get That's it. That's true. She knew. Yeah. Like, she knew. Yeah, why wouldn't you have said something so we could bypass all this other shit? <laughs> yes. Maybe she was hoping against hope. No. She should know better, but I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> You're just admonishing her. I'm just saying. I am disappointed in <laughs> Lorraine. But in the next scene, we meet Tucker, played by Angus Sampson, and Specs, played by <laughs> Lee Winnell himself. And they're a couple of paranormal investigators, and they're clearly the comic relief of the they're film. They're so funny. I love their back and forth. And why did Tucker roll up to the house eating a Hot Pocket? It's like, yeah. you can't finish that later? <laughs> no, shit. <laughs> Jeez. And it's funny because they play really well off of each other. Mm -hmm. And I saw in an interview, Lee Winnell said that when he was writing the film, he wrote these parts specifically for him and Angus because they're actually really good friends. That's great. And it shows. I just know that he was great in Fargo, the show. Um, The other thing that's interesting is that, again, this is effectively using your small budget because it's like, oh, well, me and my friend can play these parts. You know, (laughs) it's just very smart. But they're dressed like they work at the Geek Squad. <laughs> and yeah. they say that they were sent by a woman named Elise, who we'll meet later, to do some preliminary investigations. Question. Yes. Why did she send them ahead like to make sure that it was legit? Shouldn't she already trust Lorraine? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's that true is because a good question. It's not like Renee and Josh just told Lorraine what happened. Yeah. She saw the yeah. red-faced demon. Yes. <laughs> she saw Dalton's room fucked up. And she said, I know someone that can help. Well, maybe she's like, eh, I haven't seen Lorraine in a long time. <laughs> let's uh, let's test the waters here. But Tucker brings out some equipment that he says he made himself. This made me laugh because he goes, I made these myself, you know. And Renee goes, that's impressive. And he goes, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like was he fishing or what but Specs immediately takes the piss and he's like yeah they're real easy to make <laughs> it's like this is basically a glorified toy and Tucker gets offended and he's like well I would well, too yeah. Well, yeah, if he made them but he has to be alone while he investigates 
during this investigation, he uses this device that it honestly, it, it kind of is like one of those old like camera toys that kind of mm-hmm. switch. Yeah, where the gels change. Exactly. It changes color. I guess it's supposed to pick up on changes in the UV light. But while Tucker's in the hallway investigating, he flips the colors and through the device, he sees two girls in old fashioned dresses at the end of the hallway. They smile at him and he jumps back like he's never seen a ghost before. Yeah. But I do want to say someone looking down to the end of the hallway sees two girls in dresses who are definitely ghosts. Yeah. Probably no homage oh, yeah. to The Shining. I like this part because it is set up payoff. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, oh, no, as yeah. he's clicking those, you you know. It's going to happen. You're about to see some shit. And I also like that he was legitimately scared yes. by it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Because no matter what he's seen working for slash with Elise, that shit was scary. Oh, Hell of course. Yeah. Well, they smiled like quickly. Yeah. They, it wasn't, it was just. It's not a human smile. No. So good reaction. Yes. But he backs into the living room with the others and he's like, look, we need to call Elise now. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, Elise shows up the next day because it's sunny outside. Yeah. So oh, they waited a whole yeah. day. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. But Elise, played by Lynn Shay, fantastic. Yes. It kind of gave her a career resurgence. Yeah, no, she's great. And she's been in a lot of movies since, and she's fantastic. As she should, yeah. And she honestly, in this movie and probably real life, seems like the nicest lady that ever existed. She's adorable. But Josh introduces himself, and she says that she already knows him, and that he's grown a lot since the last time she saw him. No follow-up questions. No, yeah. I'd be but like, what I, the hell is going on? How do you know my mom? Then again, at the same time, it could just be that they're old friends and maybe he did meet her as a kid, but wouldn't you remember meeting her as a kid? And you would ask a question, but it makes sense later. Why yeah. not? But Tucker updates her, tells her, you know, all the tests that they've done so far, basically troubleshooting to make sure that there's no faulty wiring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire process, Tucker inspects are bickering jokingly. It's great. And Tucker right? is... Standing there holding Elisa's purse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cute. It's it's a real cool trio. I like <laughs> I like the way they play off. But Elise asks Specs to follow her with his sketchbook, which I guess is part of her process as she walks through the house. Once they're in Dalton's room, she puts her hand on Dalton's forehead and starts talking to him. But she hears the branches breaking mm-hmm. and she looks up above his bed. And she kind of stares, horrified. Yeah. So she begins describing what she sees to Specs. She says, red face, black arms, black legs, black body, basically black everything. Yeah. Except the face. Except the face. Yeah. And she says he has pitch black eyes, hooves for feet, and long spidery fingernails. And Specs is just feverishly drawing. Yeah. yeah. Switching out pencils. And- <laughs> yeah. Renee is kind of impatient, so she runs up on his spot. She should have just let the artist work, though. Yeah, I get she was concerned. Yeah. Let him let finish. Him finish. Yeah, let we'll him talk finish. about it later. But yeah. When she does snatch the drawing away from him, she sees a page torn directly from my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically everything that Elise described. But what the thing is, is it's like perched over Dalton's bed in the most horrifying look and posture you've ever yeah. seen in your yeah. life. No, and Specs is one hell of an artist. Yeah, he is. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you want me to sign the corner? Right. <laughs> but it's basically everything that she described, and it's clearly the demon that Lorraine saw behind Josh mm-hmm. in the kitchen. So Renee looks up above Dalton's bed, but she doesn't see anything, and then she turns on the light, and it's just an empty yeah. wall. 
So back in the living room, Elise explains that they don't have a lot of time, so they have to basically get down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. She says very calmly and politely, look, this is my reading. It may contradict with what some doctors have told you, but this is basically what is going on. Yeah. She says Dalton is not in a coma and that him falling off of the ladder have absolutely nothing to do with what's going on. She says that the reason that these spirits followed the Lamberts from the other house into this one is because it's not the house that's haunted. It's Dalton. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, again, kudos. Oh, well, yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) But kudos to James Wan and Lee Whannell, because this isn't typically how it goes. No, and this conversation by itself completely changes the movie that you're watching. Exactly. It's a completely different film now. The fall, the incidents in the house, those are all red herrings. This is something completely different that you did not see coming. And it's not even ghosts. No. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. Elise explains that it has to do with astral projection. She says that some people have this ability to travel in astral form away from their physical bodies and that Dalton has been doing it in his sleep for a very long time. She says that he thinks that they're dreams, which is why he doesn't feel fear as he's doing it. But since he's not afraid, he's just gone too far and he's gotten himself lost. And she says that he's in a place that she calls the further The movie was actually supposed to be called The Further. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be called The Astral. And then they called it Insidious. Hmm. So just a little fun fact. I personally like The Further as a title much better than Insidious. I think Insidious is... It makes more sense than Insidious. And although she does does name drop it in a second. But (laughs) still. Um, The whole time, Renee is inquisitive, but Josh looks kind of skeptical, but also a little confused and afraid. Yeah. Elise says that the further is far beyond our world, but it's also all around us at the same time. And she says that there are evil spirits there, and it's not a place that's meant for the living, but that's exactly where Dalton is. Mm -hmm. So she says that because he's so far gone, he's basically left the shell of his body behind, and the entities that Renee has been seeing around the house are all trying to get into Dalton's physical body because they crave life. Mm -hmm. But she says there are other entities who are malevolent and have a more insidious agenda (laughs) roll credits (laughs) exactly and then there's the red-faced demon who's in a league of his own and he wants dalton's body simply to use it to cause pain to others Mm -hmm. and she says that he's the closest to getting into dalton's vessel and the longer dalton's body the astral body is away the easier it's going to be for the demon to get inside Mm -hmm. so elise says that there's something they can try to help because renee's like what can we do yeah but the second she says that she's like there is something we can do but i'll need your complete trust and josh is like check please yeah (laughs) he's done he checks out (laughs) he puts the kibosh in the entire thing and he's like look you know i've basically put up with a lot of bullshit because i thought that it was going to make you feel better all this is doing is making it into a bigger thing that's just going to make things much worse he says that it's exploitative and that honestly, he basically is calling them charlatans. Basically, and yeah. is like, you know, you're gonna fucking diagnose, and you're gonna get your money, and you're gonna leave. If I were Renee, I would be pissed. 
It's, I would be so mad. It's sad because Renee starts crying and she's like, you don't believe me. And he's like, I moved houses for you. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. And that's another testament to the writing. Because in this moment, he's framed as the bad guy. Right. Because as the person watching the movie, you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is real. This is happening. Yeah. And Josh is ruining it. He's like, I moved houses for you. What yes. do you mean I don't believe you? Like, it's not he's like they're, not the bad guy. No. And he says that. He's like, when did the voice of reason become yeah. the bad guy? Yeah. Yeah, but he just seen some shit. Yeah, but then again, st- I mean, it's the same exact thing that Renee said earlier. When things get a little too stressful, he he, sh- avoids he it. wants to bury his. So head he's and like, sing. I don't want to talk about astral projection. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. I don't feel like talking yeah, about this. Yeah, but your kid's in a fucking coma. You're True. Just, For no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just gonna be like, no, that's okay. I don't want to believe it. And you're at a point where you know medical solutions don't yeah, work. Yeah, nope. didn't work. So let's try it. But Elise and Tucker and well, he calls Tucker inspects a dog and pony show, and they look at each other like, "Well, that's fucking real." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Elise is like, "You know what? I get it. I understand. Good luck." I, the, but the her, way she says "good luck," yeah. <laughs> her saying "good luck" on the way out of the house is a petty level one thousand. Oh, yeah. yeah. like, uh, oh, well, but, why don't you just figure it out for yourself then? Well, I just got called a fraud, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Good luck. But after everyone leaves. Josh goes into Dalton's room and tries to talk to him and he's basically like wanting a sign of some kind but then he straight up says he's like did you go somewhere he's like no no it's bullshit he's like that isn't real (laughs) but he asks Dalton to give him a sign that he can hear him and after he says that a picture falls from the wall of Dalton's drawings so Josh goes to pick it up and it's pretty much a child's version of the demon that Mm -hmm. Elise described And so he takes a look at all the drawings and he basically proves everything that Elise was saying was true. The drawings that we pointed to earlier that he was like, oh, you're, you may be a superhero, but (laughs) is literally a drawing of Dalton flying away. Straight up saying, hey, mom and dad, I can astral project. Yeah. And this is proof because it shows him sleeping and then his body flying away. And it says what? Last night I dreamt I flew away or something like that i let i saw myself see his sleeping. own body yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. oh so seeing that after this situation with elise that happened earlier i think i would just vomit like seeing oh, those yeah. drawings well he breaks down crying well yeah but they've been there for how long you don't pay attention to what your kid's drawing yeah but well, if your kid's drawing i mean a kid could draw like this is a dinosaur eating a you know whatever and then doesn't mean they saw doesn't mean that, that dinosaurs are really gonna be eaten <laughs> no eating, i yeah. i get that but I mean, they're there. Right. You know oh, what I and mean? they prove it all. Yeah. yeah. And, and we we saw them at the very beginning yeah. of the yeah. film. No, Which, yeah. again, is very cool with yeah. the writing because, man, Lee Winnell plants seeds. No, and that's the best. And they grow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Renee walks in as he starts crying and he just says, okay. Mm-hmm. Basically, we'll give it a shot with Elise. And they embrace and it's a sweet moment. The next night, I guess... Elise and the gang are back with Josh and Renee in Dalton's room. Tucker is setting up all this equipment while Elise is talking them through what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. She basically says that they're going to see a lot of freaky shit. Yeah. But don't question it. Don't talk to it. In fact, don't speak at all. Yeah. And she says that she'll be speaking in a low volume to Specs, who will repeat it for them. They turn off the lights and then they put some kind of apparatus I don't... <laughs> on Elisa's head. It honestly looks like a cross between a gas mask and an elephant. <laughs> it, made, it made me think of, you remember Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> That's the first thing I thought it's of. It's a cosplay. Uh, sure. It's part of their process. I remember I went to see it with 
my parents the first time, our mm-hmm. parents, right. we have the same parents, uh, the first time, and when they put that on her head, dad busted out laughing <laughs> in the theater. Yeah, that's, <laughs> is that really necessary? It was a little much. It's a bit and, much. And then plus, wouldn't that thing drag the headphones off of his head? Yeah, because it does. It, the big part of the trunk connects to headphones that... Yes, I'm calling it a trunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it connects to headphones that and Specs is wearing. And then it's only one. How do you get to the other side? Tucker, man, he can design <laughs> He can design some it's shit. It's some really complicated right. stuff. Yeah. You probably right. wouldn't understand. But he does have... <laughs> just patronizing him, but... They do put the headphones on so that way he can, I guess, translate. Yeah. yeah. So they basically begin a seance. Yeah. And Elise is calling out to Dalton with specs providing the narration. And these bulbs are popping, light bulbs from Tucker's machine, which are supposed to signify things there with Some them, kind right? Of activity, yeah. And so they're popping off and on the entire time. And. The seance is continuing, and Elise finally reaches Dalton, and he says that he can't see, and she's like, follow my voice, but then he stops communicating, and then he says, if they hear me, they'll hurt me, and the bulbs keep going off. Can you imagine being his parents and just having to sit there? Yeah, and hear that. Well, I'd be like, well, then be quiet, Elise. Right? Can you guys shut up? Can you not hurt him? But she asks if he can find a way out, and he says, there is no way out, and then she tells him to follow her voice again, and he's like, be quiet, they'll hear you. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, they can't hear me. Follow my voice. And he's like, they heard you. Right. <laughs> You're going to get me fucked up. He's like, I just told, told you. Yeah. <laughs> but Dalton's calling out for help through Elise while the bulbs are going off. And suddenly, some curses start coming through mm-hmm. at Elise, calling her a bitch, saying they know who she is, mm-hmm. which is horrifying, and threatening to rip her guts out. They've threatened several times to rip her yeah. guts. Oh yeah, they're like, like he your wrote that. innards are like they say it a bunch of different ways too. Your entrails, intestines, <laughs> the stuff that makes you you. All right, <laughs> it's gone on the floor. But basically, I don't think Elise is talking to Dalton anymore. At least I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Suddenly, Elise screams and Specs throws off the headphones because yeah. everything is magnified. So that sucks. And he reaches out his hand to check on her because she kind of just collapses. I'd be like, is she dead? Yeah. Oh, she just does that sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) But we hear Dalton's heart monitor flatlining. And for some reason, the first time I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, Elise is dead. I I was like, oh, wait, no, she wasn't hooked up to that. (laughs) So they look over at Dalton's bed and they see that it's empty. And then the camera moves back to the table and Dalton's just standing there with his eyes closed. And then he raises his hand and brings it down on the table, which sends everybody falling out of everybody their chairs. Everybody flies, yeah. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Uh-huh. Lights are flashing. Dalton, who is clearly possessed, just starts wrecking the place. He's just flipping tables and yeah. shit. <laughs> so like he's losing at Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the closet door opens and basically all of our favorite ghost pals from before come bounding out of it. Mm-hmm. The long-haired demon who was tormenting Renee earlier grabs her and he tries to lick her face, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what this was is, going this on ain't there? that kind of party. Yeah, yeah not at all. for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> but... Josh tries to stop him, and then he turns to Josh, and then Josh immediately regrets that decision. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. You can have her. Yeah, lick her face. I don't care. <laughs> so Spex goes to stop Dalton, but gets absolutely demolished with a oh, bitch slap, yeah. flies across the room, hits a wall, and that's when Elise snaps into action and grabs Dalton by the hair, and she's screaming in his face for the... We can assume the red-faced demon to leave this vessel. Yeah, she's manhandling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So the madness continues for a little while longer, and Elise tells Tucker to turn on the lights. Once he does, she screams one more time, and Dalton collapses, but he's still alive. Yeah. In the next scene, Tucker is reviewing, I guess, the footage from the stationary cameras that were working. And Specs is wasting two perfectly good sticks. <laughs> yeah. yes. Hey, well, he's trying. He got yeah, demolished, man. I don't know. What's going on there? He, he's nursing those wounds. I don't know what else to say. But Tucker says, I guess, from the camera that he was using, he did find something on the video. On the video, you can see the red-faced demon in some of the frames basically using Dalton as a puppet. Oh, yeah. He's standing behind him and, like, mimicking each of his movements. It looks frightening. Yes. It's very scary. But later on, Lorraine comes over and they finally decide it's time to tell Renee and Josh what's going on. But where are the kids? Because they were with her. Well, yeah. she said that they were with, she said the other kids were gone, remember? They were with Lorraine. Oh, well, yeah, she they left were. them at the house. <laughs> <laughs> the big ones watching, watching the, the little, little one. Yeah. fine. <laughs> and that's kind of funny because we don't see Dalton or Callie for the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. But, or not Dalton, Foster. Yes. So as it turns out, the reason that Lorraine knew to call Elise is because they've known each other for decades and she called upon Elise years ago to help Josh when he was a child. And basically, Dalton received his abilities to astral project from Josh because he did it when he was a kid. That's just, I don't know. <laughs> so you just pass shit like that on? Apparently. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. They didn't cover that in your biology class? No. Sometimes astral projection. <laughs> it's dominant a, it's a dominant yeah, gene. So Lorraine says that when Josh was a child, he suffered from night terrors. And he always complained about an old woman who used to visit him at night. And then we see the shots from the beginning of the film and learn that the boy that we've been seeing all along was actually Josh when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so Lorraine said that she thought it wasn't true until she saw the old woman for herself. She then takes out a bunch of photos from Josh when he was younger. And through the photos, we see the old woman in the black veil from the beginning of the film. Yeah. Getting closer and closer to Josh as time goes on through the photos. Fun fact, in one of the photos, young Josh is holding a dog, and that's actually James Wan's dog. (laughs) (laughs) But aside from that, the photos are very creepy. Yes, (laughs) besides the dog. He looked a little bad to me. I didn't really... Really? Yeah, I was like, man, that looks kind of funky. There was one that had the old woman standing in like a door frame, and it was clearly the old woman, which is beyond... Like, if you have this proof of supernatural things, this is stuff you no, take. No, it's next yeah. level. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It didn't look that bad, but it was just kind of like, you're supposed to be a ghost. Yeah. I can see you. Yeah, like, you're not doing a good job yeah, of hiding yeah. or anything. But Josh says he doesn't remember any of it, and it turns out that Elise suppressed his memory, and it was the only way to keep that old woman from getting to him. I gotta interject here. I don't think that was the way to go. No. (laughs) You could have solved a lot of problems by not doing that. Yes. But Elise says that the woman in black took Josh's astral body out into the further, just like Dalton's body is now. Yeah. And she says that the only way to save Dalton is for Josh to go into the further and bring him back. So we see Renee giving Josh some words of encouragement, and Elise is basically hypnotizing Josh with the use of a metronome in order to send him into the further, since I guess he's lost the ability to do it on his own. Yeah, because she suppressed it. Yeah. Right. 
but she tells him that he has to keep one foot in the physical world and not to draw attention to himself or they'll try to take his body too. Yeah. So Josh closes his eyes as the metronome ticks and Elise says some pretty cryptic stuff as she's talking him under. But he opens his eyes to see Elise in front of him and he stands up frustrated like, I have no idea what I'm yeah. doing, all right? <laughs> but it's like silent movie frustrated. Really yeah. <laughs> I no. And it's funny because you see that the light has changed to blue. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're like, you did it, Josh. He did it. <laughs> but he turns around and he sees himself in the chair. Vomit again. Exactly. He's done it. But Elise says, use my voice as a guide. Keep a steady stride. She's got bars, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she's like, into the further you go. And he's like, shit. And then Josh starts beatboxing. Exactly. So Josh walks past his own body with a lantern and he leaves the house. It's an excellent atmosphere in the further. Mm -hmm. And again, excellent use of the budget. These are all locations we've seen before. Yeah. Just repurposed. I read that they originally wanted Josh to float and they even filmed one version of it where he floats out of the house. But James Wan's like, this looks hokey. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, he can just walk. It's fine. He's like, we've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> Reel it in. Another thing that I did read in the script is that Lee Winnell wanted it to be silent, like deathly silent to where it feels like a different world completely. No musical stings, nothing. But for some reason, they went the other way with it. And you do have those musical stings and everything. I'm intrigued. I wonder how it would have worked completely silent, but I do like the music, so I can't really. Yeah, yeah that's hard because, like we talked about in Hereditary, sometimes it's so much scarier without anything, with just right. silence. Oh, yeah. Like it's more unnerving. Mm -hmm. But the music is great in this oh, film. Oh, yeah. So, so it's yeah, like, I'm could, not upset. Yeah. But Josh sees a boy running and he thinks that it's Dalton, so he follows him. It turns out it's himself as a child. How? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't uh, know. I don't know. That I I mean I get the symbolism of it, but like the story that we've been told and the the lore that has been spun here, that doesn't make any sense. But no nope. further has no concept of time and it's kind of Yeah, but he came back. I know, but it's 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 again another thing that's kind of explored in the sequel if I recall. Okay. So We'll, so does that mean that if you're if you go to the further once you're always in the further? Maybe it's similar to The Shining in that it's like an imprint. I mean, I guess I'll let it pass, but yeah. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was necessary. Okay, well, but I mean, it's a cool moment because it's nice symbolism, but he, logically, <laughs> logically, yeah, him being in, in the this, further yeah. doesn't. Make any sense. <laughs> but himself as a child basically points him in the direction of the house, and Josh is like, "Thanks, me." <laughs> and he turns around and sees the first house that they lived in in the film. He heads inside and he sees a woman in a white wedding dress headed upstairs. He follows her because he hears her crying and he asks her if she's seen Dalton. Okay, don't draw attention she to just yeah. told you not to do that. You broke. <laughs> she told him to be yes. cool. Not to draw attention. None. He's in there with the lantern. Yes. <laughs> Regular ass clothes that nobody else has on. No. And he, hey, hey, you, over here. Yeah. To the first person yeah. that he sees Have that isn't right himself. Yeah, right <laughs> isn't himself. But yeah, he's just breaking rules left and right. But they're in a room and she's in a corner and he asks her that. But then he hears a child run by laughing. And so he turns and then he turns back and the lady's gone. So Josh heads downstairs 
when he hears probably the best whistling I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. That dude <laughs> can whistle. Yeah. But it's basically the creepiest still life ever that he walks upon. He sees a family who looks like, I guess, maybe they're from the 1950s. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what it looks right? like. In the living room, a mother is ironing while a father is reading the paper with his daughter seated next to him. The daughter is one of the twins that we saw from the hallway before. Oh, I didn't even put that together. No? I didn't. <laughs> but he heads into the kitchen as he continues to call out for Dalton, which again, he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Shut up. Yep. But he sees the other twin holding a gun and he's like, where's my son? Breaking the rules. She's, yeah, she's busy. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he hears gunshots coming from the living room. So he heads back into that room because he sees that the twin holding the gun is gone. Mm-hmm. But now the entire family is seated on the couch, shot dead, with the second twin holding the gun and staring at their dead bodies with an eerie smile. Horrifying smile. Terrifying. <laughs> I Josh backs up, which is yeah. what I would do. <laughs> Hitting the old dusty trail. Yeah, I'd be like, well, he he doesn't remember it, but he's like, oh yeah, all these murder tableaus that I <laughs> that's from right. the further. That's what they. That's their pastime here. I will say though, this is the kind of shit that I show up for. Right. Once I saw this little reenactment or whatever, I was like, okay, so what's the deal with the dude that was trying to tongue down Renee? What's the deal right. with the child? Oh, I want to yeah. see. Everybody's I want to see story. this for everybody. Yep. Yeah, but. He hears a creak coming from upstairs, and so he looks, and he sees nothing, but when he looks back, the entire family is standing in front of him, and then they eerily smile at him, yep. and he runs his ass upstairs. Yep. Again, he's waiting. These people wait for the worst shit to happen. Right. Why are you standing there? Yeah, why didn't you just why leave? Why didn't you leave? <laughs> I They're don't know. just hmm. <laughs> If I stand here long enough, something bad is going to happen. Is the yeah. play over? Are you yeah. <laughs> Is there a next... Uh, they didn't bow, so no. something yeah, else we're is waiting. Going. But once he gets upstairs, the attic door opens, and so he goes up the staircase. In the attic, he sees a red door at the far end, and he remembers that door from one of Dalton's drawings, and so he proceeds towards it, kind of without a care in the world. He's just like, I guess yeah. I'll just go through this door. <laughs> but... That long-haired demon pops up out of nowhere, and he starts kicking the shit out of Josh. No, yeah, he's getting yeah. his shit handed to him. In the real world, his body's reacting to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, ooh, ooh. And Renee's like, what is happening to him? And Elise is like, he's getting his ass kicked. He yeah. doesn't say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, basically. She's, yeah. She's like, look, Josh, you're the one that's alive, and basically you're more powerful than him yeah. because yeah. of that. And so Josh... That was like a can of spinach. Yeah, yeah. it's like whoa! <laughs> pushes the demon. The demon goes flying. Yeah, and so he wins. That's it. So Josh makes his way through the red door, and he sees a hall of candles that are very reminiscent of the dream that he yeah. had earlier. And so he sees what looks like a horse from a carousel, which corresponds with the pony drawing of Dalton's that he saw earlier. <laughs> so he's like, "I'm in the right place." In the next room, he finds Dalton crying, and so he consoles him, and Dalton's like, Daddy, I'm chained. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is an odd way to... you, little fucker. <laughs> so that, yeah, yeah, seriously, we get it. it. <laughs> but there's this window. First of all, this set is incredible looking. Yeah. It's yeah. horrifying, the fog. It's just a lot. But there's a giant window that almost looks like stained glass, but with no stained glass. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but up there, past the window, is where the red-faced demon is hanging out, and he's... 
He's having, having the time of his <laughs> yeah. life. Absolutely. He's practicing some self-care. He's doing his nails. Yeah. He's jamming out to some Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tim. Is He's that got just everybody's favorite song I there? <laughs> but Josh breaks Dalton out of the chains after telling him, look, they're not real, basically. But, like, they totally are. Well, none of it's real in the further. It's only a lie Josh if you believe it. Josh was just getting his ass kicked. Only until yeah, he realized until, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, until he was like, wait, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm alive. But after he breaks him out of the chains, Dalton looks up and he's like, Dad, he's looking right at us. And you look up and you see the red-faced demon peering out the window, flicking out his tongue, and it's all forked and so, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Is that more sexual or was I, that like I I don't wanna know what it is. I, I wanna mean, he's not gonna diddle the kid. I would hope not. He's like, finally there's an yeah, adult he's in here. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, like sweet. Hey. But we don't know his backstory, yeah. is all we're trying to say. But he looks up at the window, Josh does, and the demon's suddenly gone. Yeah. And then he looks to the right, and he realizes the demon is standing Hi. right next to him. Yeah. And he's breathing heavily, and then he fucking roars at him, and I guess his breath is fucking kicking because yeah. it sends Josh flying. And Josh starts getting his ass kicked again. <laughs> he forgot that he's real. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oddly causing the real world to shake as well. And so he finally gets free of the red-faced demon somehow, grabs Dalton and they start running back to the house. We zoom in on the red-faced demon's glowing eyes and we realize he's not going for laughs. He's going for gasps. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's the end of the thriller video, either way. One of the the two. One of the other. But Elise knows that Josh has found Dalton. She can just feel it. But she says that they need to find their way back in order to return to their bodies. And so Josh and Dalton make their way through the fog with their lantern and they encounter plenty of body hungry spirits along the way. Oh, yeah. So Renee is calling out to them. She's being their guide. Josh follows her voice with Dalton back to the house. There is a pretty cool overhead shot of it's them yeah. escaping all the hands of these. Of them like closing in. It's so yeah, cool. It's really Very good. cool. But in the real world, in the house, all the lights are out and they hear a noise coming from the kitchen. So... <laughs> Tucker hands Specs a flashlight of some kind, and then he pulls out a comically large (laughs) light for himself. himself. And so Specs goes into the kitchen, and he sees a drawer is open, and so he goes to close it, but a hand reaches out from the drawer and grabs him. I feel like this was really out of place for me. Yeah, it felt a little weird. It's hiding in the drawer? Like, this? it has not been this kind of party the whole movie. They like to make an appearance. I, okay. <laughs> they like to make an entrance, I guess I should say. Also, but, the lights on Specs's Specs. That's hilarious. Well, yeah. He had flashlights on his glasses. He's, he came prepared. <laughs> Specs was a Boy Scout. <laughs> so he runs back into the living room, and Elise tells him and Lorraine to go check on Dalton like four times. Was- <laughs> yeah. You got to tell him quite a few Yeah, time. go check on Dalton. What? What? Go check on Dalton. What? <laughs> go check on Dalton now. And so they do. But Tucker walks through the house with his giant light, and then he screams, but we don't see why. Yeah. (laughs) He just loses it. (laughs) There's a lot going on. Yeah. But we hear static coming from the baby monitor. Tucker grabs another light and heads back, and we see that he saw a man in a suit standing in the kitchen. So Elise says that they're basically crossing over into their world now. Which is horrifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. But as she says this, the closet in Dalton's room bursts open with spirits and Specs rushes to close it. Mm-hmm. 
Elise tells Tucker to shine the light on Josh to help them find their way back. Renee sits in front of Josh and basically tries to call him back, guiding him with her voice again. Yeah. Once Josh and Dalton make it back inside the house, he tells Dalton to go find his body, but Josh stops in the kitchen. He looks off screen and he says, you. Now is not the time. No. Take a lap. <laughs> now is not, no, 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 really not, not the time not for this. He's breaking some cardinal rules yeah. here. But in the hallway, Dalton, you know, you realize Dalton doesn't know this house. And I I appreciated that. Yes. That he's searching for his room because he's, he's like, never I don't know where been the fuck here I before. Live. Yeah. So he opens one door and he sees just a bedroom. So he doesn't go in there. But then he opens up another door and the red faced demon's like, surprise, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> jumps right out of the closet. And so Dalton fucking hoofs it into a room and hides behind a bed. But the red faced demon is under the bed. And so he grabs Dalton's leg and like kind of a chase ensues a little bit, but he kicks the red faced demon in the face yeah. and kind of hoofs it and is able to break away from him. Hoofs it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very good. <laughs> Josh is still in the kitchen, of course, yelling at that woman in black because that's who he's talking we to. We don't have time for this. I'm going to need you to go ahead and find your body and just settle in. Yes. Yeah. We don't have time for closure or for you to be settling scores or whatever the fuck this is. You just let your son wander. Like, this is insane. But he, oh, yeah. I mean, and he shouldn't even remember the her. No. You, but he does. Yeah, no. You didn't even remember who this was before, no. what, like half an hour but ago? But she's laughing and smiling, and he's like, look, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like basically telling her to leave him alone and to leave. So Renee is frantically screaming for Josh to follow her voice as spirits surround all of them. Oh, they're coming oh, in. Oh, they're ready. Yeah. Josh tells the woman to leave him alone again, and she just disappears into the darkness. We see a first-camera view of an astral body finding Josh through all the madness... And he wakes up. Mm -hmm. We see the same thing happen to Dalton, who wakes up, probably refreshed as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know when you get like too much sleep, you're groggy. He's like, actually, I might head back to bed. No. (laughs) Uh, So Lorraine picks up Dalton and brings him to Renee, and the entire group rejoices. Everyone's back safely. It's a happy ending. Yeah, happy music plays. We see Tucker and Specs outside... bickering about writing a book about the whole ordeal yeah tucker's like man my pictures are gonna sell the book and then he's like well my writing yeah let's is not gonna sell it tucker's like pictures are worth a thousand words and specs is like well words are worth words so yeah. <laughs> i just love these guys but in the kitchen dalton's wolfing down an entire plate of spaghetti because he deserves it man and he's in the kitchen with renee and lorraine josh is in the living room looking at old pictures and talking to Elise. And Elise is <laughs> shining her elephant mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it all spiffy for the next job. But Josh basically says, you know, he hopes he forgets how to astral project again. And he's like, well, I won't be needing these anymore. Talking about the pictures. Yeah. And he hands them back to Elise. When he hands them back to Elise, she clearly senses that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so she grabs the camera and takes Josh's picture and he's basically like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, he no, loses he his mind. And then he grabs her by the throat and just starts strangling her to death yeah. in the chair. And he's like, you bitch. Yeah. And screaming the whole time. Oh, yeah. No. Very loudly. Yeah. And they're just <laughs> oh, in the no. kitchen eating. Because 
there's there's a shot that connects the two and he's like why 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 yeah and renee's just letting dalton eat spaghetti yeah. and <laughs> nobody's like what's going on in there this house is not that big yeah this is my major complaint like there's no way in the nine circles of hell that they would not <laughs> have heard that. immediately yeah. at all it takes like, a second she finally does hear him but it's way after that, the fact. there's no way there's no, no. Way. but she's like, "Hey, Lorraine, can you watch Dalton? I'm gonna go check and see what this screaming's Why all about." Why my husband screaming and cursing at this old woman? She goes to investigate. In the living room, she finds Elise's dead body, mm. and she runs through the house looking for Josh frantically, but she can't find him. She then goes and picks up Elise's camera, and she gasps at what she sees with an excellent dolly zoom. Oh, it's fantastic! Selling the moment from the camera. It's revealed that Josh never made it back to his body. In the photograph, we see the woman in the black veil is in control of Josh's physical body, and it's just her standing there. Just then, Josh returns, and he puts his hand on Renee's shoulder and says, Renee, I'm right here. And she turns around and gasps. Then we get the terrifying title with violins again. There is a scene after the credits. I don't know if you guys saw it. No. no. It's very short. I wouldn't even call it a scene, honestly. It's the woman in the black veil holding that candle, and she blows it out. It fades to black, and that's the end. Well, fuck her. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the ending is not fair. No. At all. But that's the end of the film. So what did you guys think of Insidious? I really liked the movie. And I don't remember the second one enough uh-huh. to like kind of remember what goes on. Right. Everything is good until the end for me. Really? Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, to me, it ruined it. For me. Mm-hmm. You like, mean the ending ending? The ending the ending. Woman in black? Right. Taking Josh? Yeah. Because it, uh, it's just, it was just really like, surprise. But that wasn't a surprise. <laughs> it was like, because when he's talking to her in the window, they're flipping around. She mm-hmm. puts him outside and she's in the house. So he can't wow. he can't get in the house. She's in the house. But the thing is that's very interesting is that you see she's the one that disappears. And it's because right. she is Goes, the one that got into Josh. Right. You think that she disappeared he because he her. fucking was yeah. like, yeah. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. And she's gone. But that's not what happened. It's that... I get it. That's cool. She switched roles with them and he didn't, you know, he was so focused on. But like you said, he shouldn't remember her. No, he shouldn't. At all. Or have so a, have, some yeah, beef any, to settle. Yeah, any memory to stop and be like, I know you. You shouldn't. He shouldn't have remembered Even her. if you're remembering that, oh, that was me as a kid from his dreams. She wasn't in it. So, or we don't see her well, in there the pretty pictures. much. Well, he saw the pictures. Yeah, but still. Hey, well, you know what? That actually might explain it all because his Lorraine told him everything, showed him the pictures of the woman in black. Yeah. So yeah, I guess he would recognize but, her. I mean, to me, it's not even about him recognizing her. It's about, I came to save my son. But you're not. Now you're just going to send your son off so you can settle this beef that you forgot about yeah. fucking 30 years ago? Well, it's that, and then it mixed with... You can't tell me that they didn't hear that. What, him murdering <laughs> Him <Elise>? murdering, <laughs> yeah. Really? You're a room away. Mm-hmm. And there's no other it kids doesn't, in the house. And yeah. he's screaming and, yeah, very no, loudly. Yeah. So he's you, perched. Yeah, <laughs> you don't hear this and you don't go over there. Not only that, I, I do enjoy that 
it's a lease, right? That, yes. Okay. I do like that she was like, hold on, something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. But And she saw his ashy ass right. hand. Uh-huh. But it, it just, I don't know. It was just that, you know, it was like, okay, now you're going to die. And then you're strangling her and nobody hears this going on. Right. You're a room away, if that. Mm-hmm. We saw this, where the house was laid out. Yeah. The kitchen's yeah. right there. No, it's, it's right, right there. there. Your son isn't eating spaghetti that loud to where you don't <laughs> hear your possessed up. husband killing this lady. I And like I said, I don't remember enough of the second one to be mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Well, but, and we can't judge it off of that anyway. No, you can't. No, 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 no. But I will, I will say very quickly, the second one... It increases your appreciation of this first film, right? Which is what a sequel what should I do. I was gonna say, which is a sequel's but job, again, a good sequel. Yeah. Now, like I said, because James Wan and Lee Winnell, when they came up with this story and Lee Winnell wrote the screenplay, they had never even considered doing a sequel. So this was supposed to be the concrete ending. Yes, yeah, Lee Winnell is just a fucking genius and is able to found a way weave to weave certain yeah. things to make sense from the first film into the sequel. Okay, then that's what I'm gonna judge it on. That this right. was going to be a, a single film. To. Yeah, you have I to. I don't like the ending. Okay. I, like, I just don't. I like the ending, personally. I, I don't. I like the, the darker ending. It's definitely uh, a bummer. And I I feel like I just wish that Elise didn't get killed. I feel like that that's... That does suck. Yeah. Because, because Elise like, is a great character. Yeah, like... But overall, I think it's a great movie. I think it's one of those movies where... Like on the surface, it's really, really, really fantastic. But if you look too close, you start. I mean, if you want to pick it apart, there's stuff that doesn't make sense, like the the sheet music being in the attic or the door slowly opening when Dalton goes into the attic. It's like that was purely set up for a haunted house, and the house wasn't haunted. You right. know, like just, no, I get just no, stupid yeah, stuff I, like that. But if well, you not only that, the waiting. They wait so much for shit to happen. It's well, like, they they're weak. The astral no, bodies. They're the like, waiting uh, is the hardest part. Yeah, Tom Petty told me that. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think it's a it's a really great movie. It's just. If you want to pick it apart, you there can. is stuff to pick apart. But if you watch it as a fun. Horror no, movie. it's great. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what you need. Honestly, I think that it is. it elevates itself above your standard haunted house movie. For sure. Yeah. No, it adds a whole other layer to it. It's like a pretty good subversion of what you're expecting. Right. But I think it's great. Yeah. No, I agree. So I guess that brings us to ratings. And I have to go first. Haha. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. <laughs> so taking into account everything that we've said, I think this movie is great. I think it's, like I said, a subversion of your standard haunted house film, mm-hmm. but it has that classic feel of an old-fashioned ghost story, Yeah, even if they modernized it with astral projection and different aspects that kind of make it its own thing. Mm-hmm. I will admit there are some things they could probably pick apart from it, but I think if you just watch it as a film, you're going to enjoy it a lot. No, For definitely. sure. And... I might be a little bit biased because of how much I love when James Wan and Lee Winnell work together. Yeah. I mean, it's just an excellent partnership that I'd like to see more from. <laughs> but taking the good, taking the bad, I think there's way more good than bad. Oh, and for it sure. Outweighs yeah. it incredibly. I could go on and on and on and on, so I'll just stop here <laughs> and say that on a scale of 10 red handprints, <laughs> I am giving the film 8 out of 10 red handprints okay and i will open the floor to you um yeah 
Uh, it's it's a great movie. Like I said, if you want to pull at loose threads, you can. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's really just kind of pulling apart a movie that really tried to do something on another level and for the most part I think succeeded in doing that I mean the acting's great the story's great visually it's striking the music is fucking insane (laughs) the music I I mean it's it's a great movie and at the time that it came out I just remember being like finally like yes a good fucking legitimately scary movie like no yeah it is (laughs) We've watched it so many times since the first time, but the first time I was horrified. Yes! I was like 19 and I was scared. Yeah. I was. So I I have to agree. I came to the table exactly the same. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to 10 red handprints, I got to give Insidious eight out of 10 red handprints. John Paul? Um... Like I said before, I've watched this movie a number of times, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And it is a good movie, mm-hmm. right? And and I I I would watch it again and again and again. You really can, yeah. It's really good. And and you're right. It's a it's a new take, and it's yeah. great. And but sitting and watching it and picking it apart hurt it for me. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, it... And it's not even so like, much... don't look behind the curtain. Right. <laughs> and it's not even so much anything with the movie until it's the end. Mm-hmm. The ending is what hurt it for me. And if I'm... Like I said, I don't remember the second one. Yeah. And when we cover it, or I might just go watch it to watch it to kind of I tie think in I will some, too. Yeah, to tie in some ends. But if I'm judging it as a movie alone, mm-hmm. I do not like that ending. <laughs> the only reason, like I said, is because I I I do like the darker ending, like you said. Right. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was done differently. Like I don't I don't know. It just didn't hit me right when I sat there and analyzed it. And right. I was like, Ugh. it was like I don't and I didn't enjoy that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but for me, the movie is gonna be Seven red handprints out of ten. Okay, and like I said, no, and I do enjoy it. But if I'm doing it as just a standalone movie, like you said, it was supposed to be, then yeah, I and but I will watch it again. And I do like the movies, and I like a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But that ending, just like the more I sat there, and I was like, didn't sit right with you. Yeah, I was like, hmm. I was like, nah. I was like, I just don't. I'm not buying it. (laughs) I can't wait for you guys to watch Insidious Chapter Two. That's Neither can I, honestly. Yeah, we're probably going to watch it as soon as possible. Yeah. Just to kind of tie it in. and It's so, so good. They, they just, they're so smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Insidious and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Remember, although your talents can take you places... That doesn't mean it's somewhere that you want to go. Until next time. 